What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Paul in Theology, and we're on the last episode of Ephesians in our daily devotional on Ephesians. There's no verse this time, guys. We've read through all the verses. We're just going to recap and talk about like uh, what the theme is, the importance of this book, and kind of what we see about God, man, and how we can apply this book to our lives. So the book is so powerful, it's wonderful, and it shows us some amazing attributes and things about who God is, man. It shows his graciousness, his love, his power, his intimacy, man, how he works harmoniously within himself as the Trinity to bring humanity together with himself and with others. That's what it shows. It says that he has a love that is just overwhelming, that we can't even comprehend it. It says that he's chosen us, man. The Father has called us, man, to a relationship with him. And he did this through his son, the the one who sacrificed himself so that we might have this peace with him. And then he bestows upon us the spirit that indwells us to remind us of our inheritance in him and that we are his inheritance. And that we can never be taken or removed from this because he has given us the spirit. And then this this spirit, this power that uh, he has given us is, is so overwhelmingly great because it has defeated Satan and his schemes. The resurrection of Christ has overcome and destroyed the powers as, as Christ has preached to these these demons these darkness and is telling telling them that he has victory victory has come but not only that is that this victory has defeated has defeated these powers which had hostility between um the jew and the gentile the uh the slave and the and the free the, the man and the woman and it, it is called us to recognize that we are all dignified, that we are all uh, people that have been called by the name of Christ, not on the basis of our status, not on the basis of that stuff, but on the basis of his love, which he demonstrated again in Christ. That's what it talks about, about God, is that God is just a supremely powerful being who desires for a relationship with us, which he gives us by his grace and his love, and that he has the power to overcome whatever, whatever is there. So if we think about God in this situation, we think about his grace, contemplate his grace. If we, if we think about God in this book, man, we contemplate his love. If we think about God in this, this book, we contemplate his power. So those are three things that we can think about, about God in this book. It's his graciousness towards us, man. Giving his son. His love towards us. Giving his son. (laughs) And his spirit, man. And then his power that he has, which he gave us in his spirit to overcome, to help us be strengthened and know him more. What's this say about man? Man. Well, I think first of all, it talks about how we are dearly loved. It says that he poured out his love lavishly. He just poured it out on us, man, overwhelmingly, man, just abundantly. He just poured this love out on us. We're loved. 
but we're also sinful. Uh, that uh, we have waged war against him. And the influence of that war is from our own selves, our own flesh, from the world that we live in, which is being corrupted by the evil one. And then the evil one who has corrupted the world is also trying to influence us to do wrong and to sin against God. But because of God's love, man, we can still have reconciliation, man. We are abundantly and overwhelmingly loved. We're sinful, of course. We're over we're overwhelmingly and abundantly loved. And then because of this overwhelming and abundant love, man, we should live out our lives in a wonderful way to display this beauty and wonder. And if, if you don't know this beauty and water, man, listen to the listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Because man, I, I talk about it all the time, just the wonder and the beauty of his love for us. That he would pull us out of the sin on our lives and, and set us on a rock that we could be assured of our love, that he does care for us, and he has something for us. And so because of that, man, we should live lives that are worthy of that, not lives that are uh, living in, in drunkenness and sinfulness, but lives that are being filled with his spirit. That's what it says about man, that we are to be filled with his spirit and grow in his goodness, that we should be made together as one. It also says that that we are bound together in love and faith, that we are loving each other, teaching the truths about the gospel, trusting in his reconciliation or his bringing together of all peoples, not based on status. We should trust in that and then therefore humble ourselves be submitting to one another in love out of fear of the Lord, reverence to God because of what he's done and then seeing through his eyes that we are all equal regardless of status, whatever socioeconomic, uh, racial or uh, whatever status that some identity that we create, that we are equal before the father who shows no favoritism. And therefore we see in the same way that we're all Sinful people that God loves anyway. And so we see others as, hey, man, they're going to mess up. But we're going to love and show grace just as God has shown grace to us. And that we are together a unity, man. That we do have those identities, but the ultimate identity comes in the fact that we are children of God, the church, the bride of Christ. We're the church. That's a huge theme in this book is that we are the church. And so as men, we have to recognize that God loves us, that God cares for us, that God lavishes this love for us, man. that we're all equal in status, that it doesn't matter whatever place or position or richness or whatever it is, that you, ability that you think you have that makes you better than anyone. It's null and void. It's null and void that we're all equal and we're all have worth whatever that measure of faith that God gives. We're dearly loved. We're all equal and have worth and dignified. And then we're a body that we're not an individual that it is. It is not just me though. I am important 
and my life counts, but it's because my life is caught up and joined together and unified with a uh, with a people that have been called by the name of God and have become the body of Christ so that we can rec- represent and we can display to all creation, to all creation, the glory, the wonder, the spectacularness of who God is. And so as man, again, what should we take? What themes should we take? Three things again um, is that one, that uh, we are dearly and abundantly loved, dearly and abundantly loved. Two, that we're equal, that we all are part of this family of God. We all represent and have dignity and are a part of this family of God. And then finally, that we are a family of God, unified by the Spirit under the headship of Christ to show the world the wonder, the beauty, the greatness, the marvelousness of who God is. So how can we apply these truths to our lives? Well, I guess it's going to be kind of like the last episode, um, is that, man, let let the, the understanding of God's graciousness, his goodness, his his wonder, his, his beauty, his awesomeness, man, that he dearly loves us, that he's, he's called us to reconciliation with himself, that he's called us to a family. Let that, let that cause us to walk lives displaying this, worthy of the gospel, that we would live a life that, that God, uh, that people would see how good God is, that people would see how amazing God is, And then, therefore, want to be a part of this family. I thank you guys for listening as we finished our study on Ephesians. Mm -hmm.